0: Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Okay, we're back again. Another week, new week, new podcast, five reasons why people fail at preparedness. And if I had enough uh, room in the title there, I would put in parentheses or never attempt preparedness. So, yeah, uh, before we jump into that and do a quick update. Um, so I've started this kind of new, not new thing, but just, um, you know, putting more engagement into reaching out to folks um through social and trying to get some engagement on our um, email list so after i had you know launched um the observations uh podcast last week from the the russia ukraine conflict there um actually got a lot of a lot of feedback um just like hey i appreciate you man and and moving on and one honestly If you care about making somebody's day, (laughs) send me a note saying, hey, man, you you know, whether you completely agree with what I'm saying or, you know, not at all or whatever. The fact that, you know, we're we're thinking right that we're we're exploring um, deep things, uh, getting away from this, you know reality tv mindset as a as a society and thinking about the deep things the things that matter whether we draw all the same conclusions or not i don't think that matters i think um we find out uh, when we start thinking on the deep things the things that truly matter as family protectors and providers um, wherever we draw our conclusions we end up being a lot closer um, to each other in our mindset than than not right, um, so anyway, yeah, been uh, been doing a lot of reach out on social. So if you're new to this podcast and um, you checked it out because I reached out to you on social and said, Hey, let's link up and um, you know, stay in touch, shoot me a note. Um, it's down in the show notes there, it's uh, fm at familymantactical.com. You can also DM me on the Instagram uh, social feed there. Um, or Facebook too. I'm mostly active on, on Instagram though. Um, Yeah. And both those links are in the show notes there. So that's cool. Um, And the other thing is obviously we've got that uh, free AR builders guide. Um, It's not, it's got literally, I mean, just hours of stuff in it, but it's only 20 pages um, minus, you know, title page and, and, all that kind of stuff and table of contents. And, and basically there's a lot of links of where you can find the technical aspects of um, AR building um, when it comes down to, you know, barrel torque and all that kind of stuff. If you get into rebarreling your or putting a barrel on your AR and it's got everything from considerations that I wrote, things that I've learned, um, training from uh, training that I've received um, and a long life of building ARs. So anyway, it's free. Um, All you gotta do is in the show notes there, uh, go down and and click on uh, add me to the newsletter um, and we'll get you taken care of. Uh, You'll get a link over from your um, email and, yeah, you can download it. Now, here's the other reason why you're probably going to want to sign up for our newsletter is that um, we're going to change out our free giveaways. Uh, Sometimes we're going to do gear giveaways. Uh, sometimes we're going to do, uh, we're going to change up our guide. So right now it's like, um, you know, the AR 15, um, build your ultimate AR 15. Right. And a lot of people like that. And then, you know, if you can't use it, sign up for our newsletter, forward it to somebody who can right? and have them sign up too, because we're going to kick out some preparedness guides, all that have been put together with subject matter experts. So the one thing that I keep saying, whether you're joining this podcast, um, you know, recently or you've been with me from the beginning is this brand is not about Chris, the family protector. It's about the concept of being better protectors and providers. And that takes a weight off my shoulders. I don't have to be everything to everyone. I just have to make the connections to the people that are subject matter experts um, other than myself. Now, look, I know that I've spent a lifetime, what, I, what it feels like a lifetime, actually about 15, 20 years into preparedness, uh, learning all sorts of tactical stuff from credentialed instructors and stuff like that. But I still have my limits because one, I wasn't in the military. I had to learn this kind of stuff from those that have. And even those that are in the military aren't necessarily always, you know, preparedness experts and and all that kind of stuff. So there's a a broad range of useful people in the umbrella of um, preparedness and and That's what this brand is about, is pulling those subject matter experts in from their respective fields so we can all learn more. Um, So, yeah, we're going to put out um, some guides on um, just general preparedness, all that kind of stuff. We are going to be launching courses, which is really cool. Now, the thing that is big for me is, you know, keeping stuff affordable and and whatnot. So, um, you know, right now we're still doing R&D. Um, And I say we because I've got some friends out there that are kind of helping me uh, put uh, our courses together. And yes, they are subject matter experts in their respective field. And I'll tell you more about that once we get into it. But I don't want to rip the can or the lid off the can, so to speak. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. And there was there's folks that have said, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Um, I I do have the credentials to teach in this area and I'm going to do it. Um, we love the concept of this brand, and that's that's what we're all about. So, yeah, that's my pitch, man. Sign up for the newsletter. OK, stay in touch with us. Look, I have not even sent out the first newsletter uh, recap of what we've been doing for a month. I don't I don't send out weekly and daily emails and stuff like that. Those are kind of annoying in my mind, right? I if. Look, if I wanted to talk to you every day, we'd just DM each other, right? And I bet you feel the same way. So probably about every month, right? If we have like a, a hot new drop on something, you know, it might be like, oh, once in a while, we, you know, it's once every two weeks or something like that. But I don't like cluttering people's inboxes. I live in my normal day job. I live on email and virtual meetings and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't have the time for that stuff and I'm guessing neither do you. So if you sign up for that, just know that uh, we're not going to spam you. Um, We just want to stay in touch and say thank you uh, with cool stuff uh, for being a part of this kind of community. Right. Okay. So um, other than that, been just getting like ridiculous amounts of good feedback. Um, and engagement from, from people in return and just saying, hey, thank you for what you're doing. And I'm, I'm laughing to myself thinking I'm not doing anything that great. Um, but what it does tell me is that, you know, the concept of being a better protector and provider in the times that we live in with all the propaganda out there and, and social issues and uh, deconstruction of the family unit and all that kind of stuff, people are just hungry for solid, wholesome content. Um and I'm gonna do my best to to at least be a um a brick in the wall, so to speak, right? Just another brick in the wall. Um so there's that. I do <laughs> do have to say there was one dude that <laughs> I reached out to on social. It's kind of funny. I had to laugh it off and then I actually felt bad for him. But um, you know, it it reminded me how fragile some people are, you know, basically Um, I, I had to fire, I had a marketing team working for me and I had to fire them, um, about two weeks ago, just because they were, I look, I don't have the time to be, at least I didn't think so. I didn't have the time to be reaching out to everybody, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. And they were kind of assisting me in kind of growing the brand following. And the problem I found was, is that they don't have, they don't have my viewpoint, this marketing team and uh, they weren't providing me for the money I was paying them. And now I'm in the hole here. I'm not making any money off of Family Man Tactical. Um, so. I was in the hole, you know, paying them to do this, and, and they just were they were getting fake accounts um, following me and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was like, you know, the quantity is not what I'm interested. In. I'm interested in quality connections with folks. And so I started, like I said, I started doing that this week and I've been burning up hours reaching out and just having the good conversations with people and and really connecting, man. And and ninety nine percent of the folks were just responding with solid stuff. And there was this one dude and, um, you know, apparently he had been unfollowed. I know Instagram kind of depending on what your stuff is, they'll go in. I think I've been told they'll go in and unfollow accounts And you never did that. And well I have a good friend on there that they unfollowed that person for me. And, you know, and I, I was just like, well, I definitely didn't do this as a close. Well, I think the same thing happened with this guy and I just kind of reached out to him like I was doing and man, he lit me up and, and, you know, called me a bunch of mean things and stuff. And I, and I was like, uh, Hey man, sorry you feel that way. And, and you know, whatever. And I, just, man, he's just full of rage and, and and hate. And I, man, if, not that that guy would be listening, but I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, if I were going to pray for somebody this week, it, it'd be that guy, man. Because look, <laughs> life is hard enough. We got to take care of each other. We got to look at, we got to allow each other the room for mistakes and, and stuff like that. Now, I don't think that, um, family man tactical following somebody's personal account and unfollowing them is like a, an egregious sin, but it was to this guy. And, you know, I, I didn't do it on purpose if that's the case, but man, people get offended and, um, you know, may, maybe it means something to that guy. I don't know. Um, but I'm guessing, uh, that guy was probably dealing with a little bit more stress and issues in his life. Um, than me following or unfollowing. And it just, man, that's that's a straw that broke the camel's back. That insult or perceived insult. Right. Um, So not that that guy's listening, but if he is just understand, man, it wasn't personal and I appreciate you and and I hope you're doing well. Um, But hey, good. I'm I'm glad that happened because it's just a reminder, man. We're all we're all feeling pressures as protectors and providers. We're all feeling pressures um, and we need other men because look, 90, 95% of the audience here, according to the statistics are men. Right. And, um, whether you're, you know, in your late teens or you're in your, you know, late sixties, it doesn't matter. We're all going to be walking that we either have walked the path or are going to be, and we need to build each other up. You know, our young people need to keep our older people young and our older people need to, um, pass on wisdom that they have. And I'm not saying just because people are old, they have wisdom. I've seen lots of people that are in in their older age that still haven't figured life out and are not apparently going to. But you know what I mean, I think, right? Is uh, we gotta take care of each other. We gotta gotta, um, have that brotherly outlook for each other. So look, man, I'm not on a soapbox or anything. I'm just, I'm passing on some observations that I've had during during the week here. gotta take care of each other. You know, it's uh it's a part of encouraging people to take care of their families. Man, if you're taking care of other men, listening to their problems and they're listening to your problems and you're you're genuinely listening and looking for a way to help, um you know, that's going to affect them and all the other people in their life that depend on them. So, anyway, that's my takeaway this week. And I have not even jumped into the five reasons people fail at preparedness or never begin. Um, so let's let's hit that real quick. It's not going to be long. Look, I, I I just riffed for a good <laughs> fifteen minutes on on stuff going on and updates. Um, but look, I think this brand is is about the deep stuff. Yeah, we're going to do gear reviews. Yes, we're going to do you know courses and all that kind of stuff for education and and preparedness things. But this is this is the part I love, is getting on this podcast and talking about the deep things. So uh, five reasons people never prepare or even attempt it or fail. Right. Okay. so uh, let's let's look at what's the what's the purpose of preparedness in general? In my mind right off the bat, it's look preparedness is like an insurance policy, right? If you're smart, you know, you either have a good nest egg put away or you have uh, life insurance put away. What if something happens to you, the family protector and provider, um, and you have a family, you know, do you it's nice to know that financially they they would be taken care of. And so you do that in a couple ways. One, life insurance is one way, having a good nest egg is another way. And then teaching them skills so they can fish on their own, um, and be a fisher instead of just a consumer of fish. Right. Um, so broad, broad way to, um, you know, protect your, your family against, um, the inevitability that (laughs) you could pass away before your time. Um, or I should say, it's inevitable that you're going to pass away. It's it's protecting them against you passing away before the ripe old age um, that you you should be living to. Okay, so uh, definitely the purpose of preparedness is just really an extension of that saying, hey, okay, not only could in the unlikely event that I pass away before my time, what about in the unlikely event that things go really bad in my environment, in my region, in my state, in my country, how can I continue to protect, uh, protect and provide for them? And and I think when you look at it through that lens. You know, I'm not even coming close to thinking about some crazy doomsday prepper in the woods in a bunker. I'm thinking about Joe, the average citizen, Janie, the average citizen that are are like, hey, I've got mouths to feed and um, there's bad people in this world and while i don't live in fear every day i know they exist and you know without the law enforcement there to um you know provide um you know protection and and that sort of thing and i'm I'm not saying police can be everywhere at all times but i'm telling you this if you have a police force of five in your small town and and they're doing their patrols. You take those five police officers off the job. Guess what? You're going to have crime move in like that. And there's a reason because they they have not only the physical presence when they're there, but they also the criminal knows they could be there at any time. Right. So not to get off on a, a, a rabbit trail there. But the whole point is, you know, God forbid our emergency services, our firefighters, our EMTs, our police officers, they're not able uh, to show up for work one day. Woof, look, man. (laughs) Um, I just laugh every time I hear some wackadoo and I do call them wackadoos. I'm not being nice. Um, Suggest that we don't need the police before the whole defund the police movement. There was in the quote unquote patriot community. This whole disdain for police officers. Right. And I'm, I'm not down with that. And I'll tell you why, because, look, there's going to be people that are bad at their jobs. There's going to be people that need to be fired and and move on to other fields. Um, and and the reality is there are officers that should have never become officers. We know that. Right. There's accountants that should have never become accountants. The important thing is, is that we we hold them to an appropriate standard. Right. And that the police officers police their own. Right. And and also mentor their own. Some things can be fixed with good mentoring. Right. So anyway, I just I I see that and I I just look at, you know, again, I'm off on a rabbit trail, but that's my mindset today. Um, You know, we we do need those emergency services there. And the second you remove them, we're going to feel feel how bad life sucks. Right. So one reason I think that people just do not prepare is because it's their viewpoint. If you fix your viewpoint and what preparedness is about and what I was just talking about here and what the purpose of preparedness is and why we have it, because we know that there are certain things in place now that we've just taken for granted, like uh, police officers, like EMTs, like firefighters. We've taken them for granted as a kind of a nation. Okay, I'm not saying you personally and I'm not saying me personally. I'm just saying as a society, I think we've taken them for granted for the most part. We've gotten so used to um, dialing, the ability anyway, um, in the suburban and urban areas, maybe not quick response in rural areas, but we've gotten used to the idea that if I dial 911, I can get reinforcements here in most parts of the country. At least 80% of the country has the ability to get a police force, an EMT, or a firefighter um, on their way very quickly. Now the other twenty percent is in very rural areas, so I can't speak on that as much, right? So um, viewpoint is so important, and I and I think the viewpoint is an umbrella, right? Their their viewpoint is not realistic. Like for instance, I think one of the mistakes I made was viewing preparedness as a destination. I thought, man, when I just get prepared enough, I will I will not have the anxiety of leaving my family unprepared. Uh, should I get hit by a bus someday and and that was so wrong because i'm I'm setting myself up to fail uh, because you're never gonna get to the destination where you've reached preparedness <laughs> you know and, and oh <laughs> these you know golden lights turn on and you're welcomed uh by angels and everything and it's like you are prepared now that's not gonna happen like that and I think that's where some folks just get discouraged and they just never try to go and prepare because they're like, look, this is just, I've got too much on my plate. I'm, I'm working, you know, 60 hours a week. Uh, my kids got problems. Um, you know, my wife and I are, you know, dealing with these issues and, and just it never happens, right? So what we end up doing is we end up just reading about it, right? We just read about preparedness. And I'll get more into that in a minute. The other thing is we... Not not only do we view it as and I say we I got to stop saying that. I think many people view preparedness as, like I said, the destination and they don't look at it like, okay, I can prepare my family for three days without any trips to the grocery store, any emergency services within reason and being my own uh, police force on my property. I can do that. And that's kind of like somebody taking out a I don't know, uh, um, a $500, um, insurance policy on themselves. And people are looking at and like, what's that $500 going to do? And I'm not, a, am not saying you should go take out a $500 insurance policy. I'm just saying, it's kind of like maybe taking $500 for savings and putting it somewhere that, you know, you'll never touch it. Right. And, and only if, if, like you're down to your last straw, right? It's like a savings account. Maybe an insurance policy was a bad, bad analogy, Um, but you got that $500 put away and, you know, okay, Someday I'll build on that, but at least I have $500 put away that I'm not going to touch. I'm going to pretend like I don't even have that. And that's kind of what preparedness is about. And over time, it becomes $2,000 put away. And, you know, over time, it becomes you know, $10,000, 20000 put away. And, you know, and, and, and at some point you get to the point where you can afford to have that term life insurance policy and you, you, you've got your family well taken care of um, until, you know, you're you're in your 60s or whatever. And when they really don't need that insurance policy, because they're they're making their own um, good financial decisions, right? So that's that's where it's about. That's my analogy. The other thing is a holistic view. I think that and this is where I made another mistake is in my viewpoint of preparedness early on is I didn't see preparedness as a spiritual, physical and mental uh, game. I saw it as only physical. And even within the physical, I saw it only in the security standpoint. Now, again, I'm I'm not shy about this. I've never been in the military. Um, I have, however, spent quite a bit of time, and I mean, when I say quite a bit of time, to an unhealthy level early on in my marriage. And uh, thank God my wife has forgiven me, right? But I was training with a rifle and a pistol, and like any free time I had, I was training and training. And one, because I got enjoyment out of it, but I, I I was overly into the idea that preparedness was just about um, martial skills, what you could do with a carbine, how far you could carry a pack in a grid down situation. And I was learning all these cool soldiering things uh, from folks that had been in the military. And I eventually went on to uh, work for a a veteran owned um, tactical training company. I've talked about that in the past. Look, I learned so many things, really great things. I learned so much about leadership and those helped me in my career path in the corporate arena. Um, just those lessons learned from um, senior NCOs and and all that kind of stuff. But I could have dialed it back a little bit and been more focused on, um, you know, and, and granted, I, I learned a lot of mental preparedness as well, because I think, um, you know, our, our veterans of the combat arms uh, area, of the military, uh, they they learn um, uh, significant mental toughness. Right. And, and so I picked up on that, but I also, you know, I could have focused more on, um, how to prepare my wife and my family mentally. And, and I, I definitely neglected the spiritual aspect in my life. Um, you know, there's a, a great portion of my late middle to late twenties. Um, man, I just wasn't close to God. I was only a Christian. I was a Christian in name only, right? And I, I try not to, you know, it's it's a time I look back in my life and I'm not, I'm not proud of. I, I look at it as wasted time that um, I could have been so much further along in my Christian walk. So look, I think folks get burnt out is what I'm saying in their viewpoint is they look at it like I did in the physical aspect and they're like, oh, preparedness is just about... Um, you know, protecting what you've got, but they don't focus any time on building up what they've got. Uh, they don't focus on the men, uh, mental health of the people that reside in their house. And um, a lot of folks, unfortunately, haven't come to terms with the fact that they are very spiritual beings. Um, this life ain't it. And, you know, there's, there's more. <laughs> Eternity's a long time. And and um you know if you focus just on the physical whether it be just on canned goods whether it be just on firearms whether it be just on x y or z you're going to get burnt out and i did there was a there was a good couple year break where i was just like i i need to focus on something else because i was so burnt out from training all the time and and even when i wasn't in the field or i wasn't you know pew pew (laughs) shooting and all that kind of stuff and and doing patrolling practice and all like, I, you know, like I was, I was thinking about it. Right. And I just wanted to be a good protector. I think I I had the right heart. You know, it wasn't because I was like, Oh, I just want to be something I'm not. I really looked at it like the lens of, okay, I'm learning these skill sets and I'm applying them to a family defender. I just wanted to be the best I could be um, as a protector for my family. But I, I was missing the mark, so to speak, because I didn't have a holistic view and it wasn't till later into my early thirties. And I'm, I'm going to turn 40 this year, just so everybody knows. But, um, so it wasn't really all that long ago, right? I mean, I've had, um, kind of the light bulb clipped on in my real early thirties there and, and maybe that was just wisdom setting in, right? And I started catching up. Um, to where I needed to be in all these areas. So viewpoint and understanding one, we either just society just doesn't understand that the preparedness is a journey, not a destination. Uh, a, A large portion of them take for granted our emergency services and our logistics, food supply, sanitation, and just expect it to always be there with no interruption. And then the other thing is people that fail because of their viewpoint is is not holistic. They miss the mark and only focus on one thing, just like I did, you know, and, and they get burnt out. And and that's why, you know, looping this whole thing back to uh, Family Man Tactical is why when I started Family Man Tactical, I was like, I'm going to do something different than what I did before. Why, why I got burnt out before. And that's why I could be writing how-to tutorials on all sorts of stuff. And look, we will have courses, and we, but I'm taking my time. I'm investing right now in the relationship with other family protectors. If I don't make a dime off of this brand, my needs are all met, the Lord's provided for me. Um, I wanted some integrity here to talk about that holistic view. So if there, if you remember one thing from this, it's don't fail where I failed and burn yourself out on preparedness or never get started. Um, and, and we can do that as family protectors by having a holistic view of knowing that preparedness is not just all about firearms. It's not all about canned goods. It's not all about medical training. It's about the holistic view and taking care of the person's spirit and mental health as well. The second thing is I think we fail um, or people fail or never attempt because knowledge, right? They, and this is, there's a couple things. One, They never, they don't know where to go and get it. I mean, you've got, again, I mentioned security, medical, uh, bushcraft, sanitation, engineering, uh, mechanical people skills. There's so many people out there like that poor guy I mentioned that went off on me on social, you know, it just our people skills. We gotta, we gotta be able to let somebody know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if this was on purpose, but you're asking me to follow you and you unfollowed me. I think that's kind of rude versus lighting somebody up and, and, you know, cussing at them and and just kind of burning a bridge. Maybe there was a misunderstanding. Right. Um, And I'm not going to belabor the point there, but it was a good it was a good learning experience. Right. So knowledge, not knowing where to. Everybody's an expert. You know, you go on the Internet, everybody's an expert and stuff like that. I'll tell you what, there's a reason why I do well um, talking to former military from the combat arms. Um, I understand a lot of the basic concepts, but I also defer to their actual experience. Right. So I'm not promoting myself to be anything more than I am. However, I have spent time under the watchful eye of of folks that have been there and done that um, so that I know when I'm completing training and stuff. I'm doing it to a certain degree, a task condition and standard that I can build confidence and go help my family and friends around me and kind of be a force multiplier. And that's obviously one of our tenets, Right. The medical thing, you know, it's it's easy to go learn first aid and stuff. But how do you learn to apply a tourniquet? You know, how do you how do you know that the person you're learning from? Is credentialed or, or knows what they're talking about. There's some bad information around there. Same thing with engineering, mechanical and stuff like that. Those skills are always all going to be very crucial in preparedness. Um, you're going to need uh, a mechanic. You're going to need um, somebody who's well-versed in construction and stuff like that. Because guess what? Roofs still have leaks even after uh, a collapsed society happens and, and all that kind of stuff. So my point is people people get bogged down by the idea of, one, there's so much knowledge to gain. Well, OK, what if we start small and we learn how to patch a roof? What if we start small and learn how to fight to your pistol instead of running a, a security patrol? What if we learn how to fight to our pistol um, where most a- attacks actually happen? Um, you know, and and we can use those skills today. What if we learn how to instead of putting in a, 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 a pneumothorax needle, um, you know, we learn how to put a tourniquet or apply uh, pressure on a massive bleed, you know, start small. And, and, and that's what I encourage people to do is start from uh, simple moving to complex and uh, known to unknown. That's what I was taught. Um, and, and it's served me well. Um, so, you know, when you see people worried about fighting, uh, learning to fight with night vision goggles and and IR lasers and stuff like that, um, one of the first things I would ask is like, hey, have you ever been through a, a basic marksmanship, combat marksmanship course? If not, that's maybe where you want to start, right? Um, and learn to shoot a thousand yards later. Learn to fight with night vision later. Because um, you might not never even use those skills in a, in a collapsed environment. Yeah, just a thought. So knowledge, lack of knowledge or being overwhelmed with all the things that are there to learn is what makes people fail or never attempt. Um, And then putting what you've learned into practice. That's another thing people fail at. And I don't think they realize they fail at. Um, And it goes back to all the things that I learned is like, okay, um, you know, spiritual preparedness for when life's got me down, you know, I've I've been ground down and stuff like that that I put into practice, even in the small things I learned to um, be in the word of God uh, daily as a Christian. Um, I learned to pray for, um, you know, in advance for the things that I need, uh, knowing that God's my provider um, and and be cognizant of not just my mental health, but the mental health of uh, my wife and children and stuff like that. And And if I get used to doing that, In hard times, I will have already started to do that. Um, And I'll be, you know, checking on my quote unquote troops, as it were. And I I, I say that because they're your people. You know, if you want to be a leader, you got to check on them and and constantly be monitoring them and stuff um, because they matter. Right. Uh, Same thing goes with, okay. I've learned, you know, camouflage and concealment. Right. Maybe you're into learning soldiering skills and and the application to the family protector that has potentially in providing um, area security um, in a collapsed environment. And that's cool, right? Definitely something that's it's important. Um, But if you just read about it and you never go out and paint up and 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 practice some of those skills and, and have somebody, you know, um seeing if they can see you or identify you or whatever. You never run through that. Well, of course you're going to fail at it because the time to learn it and fail at it is not the first time you ever do it um, in a real-life situation. So that's, uh, that's number three. Number four, going at it alone. I think that uh, too many people, for whatever reason, they either don't have good people skills Um, and, and don't have a lot of good relationships and and they think they're going to be this, this one man band. Um, you know, and, uh, it's just not going to work out in a, in a preparedness situation, a situation where you actually need, you need people. I need people. Um, you can't sleep with one eye open. And if you could, it's, it's just gonna, it's going to wear you down. Right. It's going to wear me down. It's going to wear all of us down. So going at it alone, um, that's a mistake. I've, I've heard from so many people um, when I've been doing engagement um, this past week. I mean, literally, I've talked to probably 300 people this week on top of my normal job and stuff. Um, I'm probably going to have to take a break from engagement um, this coming week and stuff like that, because uh, <laughs> I've only got so much time and I, I got to spend some time with my family, too but the point being is there's a lot of people that respond back and say man I'm all I'm all by myself like I don't, I don't even know where to start and I know I need people but I you know nobody sees the need for this i would offer this bit of encouragement you you've got to have a plan in place to train people up very gently and and very very uh, sympathetically, sympathetically. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Sympathetically when when they, the light clicks on. Right. And it might be they're going to be very panicked. You know, for instance, uh, Russia engages in cyber attacks and stuff stops working. Right. And they they know, oh, my gosh, Brian was always into preparedness. I wonder if he knows anything. And the first thing you do with a panicked person is you you get them calmed down because they're not going to be listening to anything you say when they're panicked. Right. So you got to find a way to do that. And and my point is, is you'll no longer be going at it alone at that point when people when the light bulb clicks on because you got two choices there. when the light bulb clicks on, you can do the whole thing of turn people away and sit there and say, well, you're of no use to me. Be gone. Or you can do the thing where, hey, how can I put this person to a useful effort in overall preparedness, right? Obviously, we don't want to take uh, liabilities into uh, the fold. You know, if if I have somebody in my network of or sphere of influence that is has got major drug problems, I would say any drug problems, um, I'm not going to take them on so that they can be a liability um, against my children. Okay, maybe there's somebody with severe. Um, bipolar issues or anger issues or something like that. I got to be really careful, you know, what I'm willing to take on, what my level of risk is to take on when I have a wife and children, right? Um but there's lots of good people out there that could be, you know, panicked uh when when something kicks off or or there's an issue and all you have to do is is know that they are out there, have a plan in place to lovingly take them into the fold, um, put them to, to good use where they can feel like, hey, I'm actually doing something, I'm contributing. Um, and you realize you're not as alone as you think. It's, again, just a journey. Um, and it's how far down the road you're picking people up and getting them on the bandwagon is all. And I think if you look at it like that, maybe you won't fail to prepare because while well, you could be alone at this moment, five days from now, you may not. Okay. and and you got to be ready when those people get switched on um, to not say, I told you so or turn them away. Right. So that's that. Uh, The other thing is people skills. If you're a jerk, if I'm a jerk, (laughs) you know, we're not going to help anybody out anyway. And yeah, we are going to go it alone. Um, So we got to have good people skills. We got to be able to win friends and influence people as, as the book were, you know, and I might do a podcast just on that, that book alone. I think that's a, in concept, it's an excellent book. Um, I know it's been updated a few times, but go check it out. Um, the other thing is attitude, right? And I think if there's one thing that's kind of like an overarching thing, attitude, people fail at preparedness because of their attitude, you know? And, we are all susceptible to it just having a bad attitude i gotta tell you um just a little window into my world um you know i i have a job in the corporate arena and i'm a consultant i come in and i help people um make good decisions and you know i <laughs> I, I take a lot of time um trying to figure out what I'm going to do and um, what I'm going to propose and stuff because it carries some weight. And I have one chance, man, with my reputation. Um, I go in there and I say the wrong thing. I do the wrong thing. I suggest the wrong thing. And all trust is lost. And I'm on the chopping bo- uh, block daily, right? Um, and it's it's sobering. And it can it can wear you out. I really can. Um, but I like what I do and I like when I help people and. My advice is good advice for their situation. Not not every bit of advice or consulting offering that I, I provide is is good for everyone in every situation. And, and the same is true with preparedness. And we have to do that, too. When when somebody says when when we try to offer them advice on what to prepare or how to prepare, we think we, you may even know it's the right thing for their situation, but it may be the wrong thing for them to hear. If that makes sense. Um, you can be right a hundred percent, but if they're not hearing, you know, they're, they're not hearing. Um, yeah. The words are going in and going out, uh, but they're, they're not actually truly listening. You know, that's, that's something to, to check, because when you see that, it could cause you to get disgruntled or upset. They're not taking your good advice and that that can cause a bad attitude, Um, you know, or just life grinding you down. (laughs) It just you can wake up with a bad attitude or somebody say the wrong thing and you got a bad attitude. Now that's painted your next conversation. And I'm susceptible to that. And because of my job, I have to be very, very careful of what my attitude is every given moment during the day. And it's exhausting because believe it or not, I'm not an extrovert. I'm actually an introvert. And um, psych <laughs> psychological profile says I need my my downtime. Right. And uh, I'm just learning about that stuff now, learning about myself as a person um, this late in life. Right. But I need my downtime to like kind of decompress and stuff like that. And I spend so much time hyper tuned into the perception of the people around me and stuff. I could easily go into my family um, time late late in the day, just burnt out um, with a bad attitude and, and stuff like that. So I got to watch that. And One of the things that works for me is um, I stay in touch with the Lord. Look, I'm not a preacher i'm i'm actually probably the worst example of a preacher ever right i spent too much time in my life screwing around um not being aligned with the with god and look if you're not into that that's fine right i'm i'm this is not while i'm not shy about my christian beliefs and the christian that i'm trying to be um Family man protect. Uh, family man tactical is is about the family protector and provider. You can be part of this community, um, you know, as long as is your your beliefs are to support natural law, right? That that we don't <laughs> that we be force multipliers for good, essentially, right? But yeah, so that's, that's the big thing there is, is just constantly keeping yourself in check, keeping myself in check. And, you know, um, I've got a good, uh, good friend who, uh, who lives on the other part of the country for me. And he, um, he and I were dishing the other night on something we, we worked together and we were dishing on basically something that our client was doing that was just really stupid. And, you know, and I walked into the conversation with a bad attitude. I just, I, I had had my fill and it was just he and I, but he and I keep each other in check. And, and, you know, and he said, Hey man, this two will pass. Let's, let's regroup in the morning. It's late at night. We're both burnt out. And it was such good advice. And man, you can't remember that all the time. Sometimes you need somebody else. You may know it, but you need somebody else to tell you, Right. And that time I needed somebody else to tell me and he woke up in the morning and he had a bad night's sleep and he was, he was thinking about how do we, you know, there's a lot of money on the the table here. I'm We're talking a couple million dollars, right? And there's a lot of money on the table and this could cause an issue. And, and we need to figure out how to deescalate this situation and basically handle it correctly. Right. And And I woke up and I was like, yeah, man, I needed to hear that. I was refreshed. I thought, "Okay, worst case, most dangerous course of action is everybody does this. Most likely course of action. Everybody does this. And somewhere in the middle would probably be how how it shakes out. Right. Uh, Murphy's Law. So, um, you know, he gets up and he's like, you know, we talk in the morning and I'm like, hey, man, I'm so glad you said what you said last night. I thought about it this morning and I think this is the appropriate thing to remember. And the goals and yada yada yada, and he goes, "Oh, I'm so glad you're saying that because, man, I had a horrible night's sleep. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning thinking about this thing, starting to worry about it. And the points that you made this morning uh, really have, you know, you're right. So, <laughs> two guys, the same goal, same frustrations. We're 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 hitting on different cylinders." And thank God we are that we're not both being negative at the same time and just getting into a complaining fest. Right. But we're building each other up. And I find that. That's a good way to keep a good attitude so that we don't fail at long term preparedness and being protectors and providers. Um, There's that. There's also. um, Yeah, man. I've got to I've got to align myself with the Lord every day because. Man, I have, a, I have a natural propensity to sin. And what's sin? It's just self-destructive behavior is all it is. If you, could, if you just look at it, it's self-destructive behavior. It's distancing ourselves from God and goodness and joy and essentially reflecting that for a bunch of people. So, again, I'm not the preacher, right? <laughs> you wouldn't want to follow me. I've made so many mistakes in my life. Um, and I'm just being honest with you. But I bet you there's a lot more of you out there like me um, than, than there are of uh, perfect people. And if you're like me, you only believe in one perfect person ever walking this world. Um, so, yeah, I would say one thing we can do to combat that is definitely having somebody, having many people. Help keep us in check. And when somebody helps us fix our attitude, not saying, well, you don't know how hard it is. Yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But does, is what they're saying any less correct? Probably not. Probably not. Does that mean I listen to everybody that offers advice? <laughs> for sure, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people just willing to offer all sorts of advice that I know for a fact they, they have no stake in the game as far as seeing me succeed Um, and define succeed, right? So there's that. Just a thought. Okay. so, man, I I went on a tirade, but I got to tell you, I love talking about this stuff because I'm passionate about it and I care about the other men in this country. And even if you're not in this country, but you subscribe to the ideas of uh, what Family Man Tactical is about, being a good protector and provider, um, man, you're one of us and and that's what this is about, right? So viewpoint, we got to have a holistic viewpoint of, of preparedness, what it's about, what it's, what it's not, what it is, it's, it's not a, it's not a for sure guaranteed get out of jail free card. It is a, a better chance at a brighter future and, and essentially letting the people we love go on to, um, uh, make more of the people we love and and build a society of of just good people, right? The knowledge, you know, we've got to have the knowledge. Either it's, you know, being overwhelmed or just not knowing where to go. So if you have those knowledges, pieces of knowledge, if you're a subject matter expert, um, help people out. We all got skills, we can all help people and all of those skills, whether you are really good at managing projects, whether you're very good at fixing houses, whether you're very good at, I don't know, managing logistics and supplies and stuff. All of those are real skills in any preparedness environment. Um, it's just reality. We've got to put in, you know, number three, we've got to put in practice um, and doing what we're what we're learning. If we don't practice it, it's, it's just theory. Really. It could be correct theory, but we're not going to be able to execute on it. Going at it alone is such a problem. And and sometimes I think we're going at it alone and don't even realize it. Um, and I, I talked quite a bit about that, obviously. Um, but, and, and lastly, man, our attitude. I believe in free will. I believe that You have the ability to affect your attitude, and so do I. So many times I fail at it, and I'm trying to get better. And that's it, man. Those are my five reasons why people fail at preparedness. I bet you I could scratch it out and say fail at life (laughs) or never attempt to live at life, right? And just kind of go through the emotions. Uh, these, These skills are transferable to just being a better person. And it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom preparedness can be a very joyful thing. Um, just like sitting back and and knowing that we put another $500 in the emergency fund, um, in case our kid needs braces or, or breaks their ankle or something like that. So yeah, look, I did not have the time to run a 50, 60 minute podcast today, but I'm glad I took the time to do it anyway. Look, I'm so happy to be doing this. Um, this is just such a cool thing and for all you people that have provided feedback reached out thank you man you, you put or ladies <laughs> you, you put wind in my sails um look if we want our society to be better we've actually got to go and do something complaining about it um you know putting up memes about um you know the people our leadership um that that really suck at their job you know that's it's just like a, it's a complaining thing. And granted, there's a lot of them are funny and a lot of them are true, but at a certain point, actually affecting other family protectors and providers, both men and women uh, for good, encouraging them, building them up um, and maybe teaching some preparedness skills are a really good thing because those skills are transferable um, all over life. And and we got to we got to not ask what our country can do for us, but we got to do for our country um, on a on a local, on a granular, on a micro level. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I might fail at it, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to try at it again. And uh, this brand might fail. I, I haven't even completely defined what success for that this brand is. I know whatever it is, I'm really happy with so far. Um, but regardless, what's more important than that is that is that I have success with my family, that I protect them from the influences that are trying to get at them um in our world and and really make sure that they're set up to have a wonderful relationship with the lord um that they're there to essentially uh communicate and and influence people in a in a positive way that betters their lives too um and along the way, we make a living along the way we eat good food, hopefully. And uh, we make lots of friends. But anyway, man, that's as we're drifting into, uh, into Friday here, that's what my thoughts on, on uh, preparedness are like. This is my mood today. <laughs> I'll try to keep it positive. Hey, look, thank you so much for the support. Please sign up for our newsletter. Please go on the social. If you are on social, go give us a, a, a follow. And um, on Instagram, go give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page. The link's in the show notes there. Sign up for our newsletter regardless. I know all of you have email. So let's stay in touch and uh, good things to come this year. We're going to keep on rocking on in the free world, right? (laughs) Anyway, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.